Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Derek Jeter! This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome into a Monday afternoon edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast Live from day one of the winter meetings wearing our winter hats. It's freezing cold in frigid San Diego. That's not where we are. We're in New York and New Jersey, the tri-state area. Um, And we live there and we root for the New York Yankees. That's a quick summation on what this podcast is. But we're going to give you updates live from San Diego as best as we can as we wait for things to materialize. And the Aaron Judge resolution is coming soon. According to Joel Sherman, Judge is going to decide by end of Wednesday. From what I'm hearing, it's more likely than not. He does make his final decision at the winter meetings, and he started the winter meetings by blocking all of the most annoying people on Yankees Twitter this morning. Does that mean he doesn't want to see them troll him as he leaves? Does that mean he knows he's staying and just doesn't want to hear from them ever again? Or does some random corporation run his Twitter and it's utterly meaningless? That's for you to decide. We just dropped the facts. Plus, the Yankees missed out on Justin Verlander by design. They had no interest in year three. But should they have? And what's next? Are they going to have to up their judge offer? Does Brian Reynolds asking out of Pittsburgh signal a change for the New York Yankees immediately? Plus, other buzz. Carlos Radon, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, and the backup plans. We'll have it all. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us those five-star reviews. Drop us those mailbag questions. Put on a winter hat. Set a picture of yourself to the Yanks Go Yard Twitter. Really, whatever you want to do, we'll take interaction of any kind. Uh, Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. Didn't mean to sound desperate there. We won't take all interaction. Please don't send us nudes. Uh, How are you feeling? Winter meeting started last night. I kind of thought stuff was going to go down last night. 
especially because the Jacob deGrom thing mm-hmm. dropped Friday. And I was like, well, <laughs> we're surely not going to have to wait until Monday for any other dominoes to drop. But so far, it's just the interrelated stuff. It's DeGrom and then feeding directly into the Verlander move that uh, became official early, early Monday. I'd say I was expecting one thing, uh, but we always know how this works. Need the full day. Everybody's in the same room. Everyone's in the hotel lobby, spilling their Manhattans, bumping into people. Uh, they got to figure out. They got to figure it out. I got to gauge the market, gauge the pricing, gauge whatever the trade costs are. Um, I think we'll see a lot more today. Uh, we already have Justin Verlander signed with the Mets uh, about a couple hours ago. Um, is this a loss for the Yankees? No, I don't. I think we could both agree that they were never really in on this. They were probably going to be in on it for as long as they possibly could have stomached it until the price went up to the Scherzer price, which it was always going um, to be because <clears throat> that's the fair comp. Steve Cohen set the market last offseason. Uh, kind of just shows that even though this wasn't a loss for the Yankees because their rotation is good, because they have a lot of other needs elsewhere. Um, I think it just shows the Mets are in a different stratosphere um, uh, from the, from a payroll perspective. They have paid exorbitant prices over the last three off seasons while the Yankees outside of Garrett Cole kind of haven't Um, actually no, because the Mets made, when did the Mets make the Lindor trade? Was that 2019 off season heading into Uh, 2020? Yeah, it was, yeah, right? I think it was. So okay. So they went they went uh they went head to head one off season. And then the last two years when the Yankees really needed to upgrade to put their roster over the top, they opted not to do it because they didn't like the pricing. Most notably last year, if we're to believe that they were truly in on Verlander that late in the game and it came down to giving him maybe five more million dollars or a player option, the Yankees wouldn't budge, went back to Houston, unanimous Cy Young, Houston wins the World Series. I am an asshole. So this is just what constantly happens. And it just goes to show Steve Cohen willing to set the market for various things. He overpaid for Starling Marte, whether you believe that was a good move or not. He kind of overpaid for Francisco Lindor, whether you agree with it or not. The guy is paying. The guy is addressing the roster as he needs to. And he's making other smart moves. I don't know if I signed Jacob DeGrom to a five-year deal based on how his body's kind of been breaking down in recent years. Uh, Apparently, the Mets didn't get the last say in that because they – rejected his representation's ask of five years before the 2021 season. So why in the world would it happen now? I don't think that was DeGrom necessarily disrespecting them. I think he just kind of understood the situation and said, if you're not giving me five years, two years ago, why the hell are you giving me five years right now? After I just made what 30, 27 starts over the last two seasons from injuries. So uh, quickly right there. So DeGrom really has nothing to do with what the Yankees are doing, but this goes to show the Mets lose a gigantic piece in Jacob deGrom 48 hours later, maybe uh, yeah, just over 48 hours later, they address him with a short-term option. So now that, yeah, you might laugh. Braves fans are laughing on Twitter. Oh, the Mets are paying Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander 86 million. And then they go off listing a, a ton of their other players that are making less than that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The, the Mets addressed the giant vacancy. They got a more durable pitcher. It's a short-term deal. They can rebuild the rotation or retool the, retool the rotation in two years if need be. Proactivity here and understanding the stakes. The Mets won 101 games last year from just 11 starts with DeGrom. They're willing to make the necessary adjustments. They still have a little bit of room underneath whatever the, the threshold is for the luxury tax, which I think that they'll probably exceed anyway if push game to shove. So 
I think the moral of the story here is that this is not a loss for the Yankees, but the Mets are on a completely different level, and there's really no competing with them at this point. Well, it's very funny because the Yankees didn't even want to give Verlander anything that might have turned into a second year last year. They didn't want anything to vest. They didn't want to guarantee, obviously, and he went out and won the Cy Young in his first year back from Tommy John. So if you thought they were going to seriously pursue him uh, for next year, a year that they went out of their way not to pay him for last year, plus an additional year, plus probably a third year, then you're crazy. And that's why the news emerged that they were, you know, involved because they clearly liked the player. They also don't like getting beaten by the player every single year. But at two years guaranteed, no chance at three years with that vesting option. Absolutely not. Uh, Should they have? No, I don't think the Yankees should have done that. I do think that the Mets should have done that because now Verlander on a short-term deal, uh, coming off a Cy Young, probably not going to fall off the cliff. Aligns perfectly with his old teammate and buddy from Detroit, Max Scherzer's contract. And then when both of them are gone, blow up the rotation right off into the sunset, sign somebody new, maybe two new guys in 2025. That's how it should work. Uh, The Mets are not done shopping. They're reportedly in on Jamison Tyone. They're in on sort of the back-end rotation help. This is what they've done in the past. They went and got Chris Bassett. They went and got Taiwan Walker. Both those guys have probably priced themselves out of a return trip to New York, and so they're going to look for the next version of those guys. Shout out to the Yankees for not attaching a qualifying offer to Jamison Tyone, which I actually don't think is as big a mistake as people are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we're honest when the Yankees make mistakes. Most of this podcast <laughs> is spent calling the Yankees out. I think if they included the qualifying offer for Tyone, $19.65 million for one year, I don't think this feeding frenzy starts around him. No. Uh, you look at this morning's update, it's the Mets and the Phillies and the Cubs and the Orioles. I know the Orioles aren't in on Tyone if he's got a draft pick attached to him. Nope. Uh, the Phillies, Cubs, and Mets probably still have some varying degrees of interest considering they plan to sign somebody else anyway who's going to force them to sacrifice their top pick. Turner, the Phillies, Bogarts, Phillies and Cubs, Mets were looking at you know, upper tier pitchers. It's not like uh, Tyone would have been their only expenditure, but you look at what Tyler Anderson got after having the qualifying offer attached to him. He was better than Tyone last year by a pretty wide margin. And what that deal was like three years, 40 something. And all the rumor is Tyone's going to get, yeah, Tyone's going to get three or four years. I've seen four years, 70. I yeah, don't know. That was um, the latest. Yeah, so that there's no chance. Tyone made himself an extra $30 million with the qualifying offer not getting attached yeah. to him. So I wouldn't actually kick the Yankees for that in the same way you kick him for the Donaldson deal and the IKF stuff and Aaron Hicks's extension and not extending Aaron Judge and the Severino extension and all the valid kicks. Uh, I don't think that's one that you really kick him for. Also, good chance he accepts one year $19.65 million. Because the AAV is not going to come out to that. So he probably will take the multi-year deal. But is he going to take one year, 19.65, and take up some judge money? Or is he going to take the lesser three-year deal, like three years, 42, the Tyler Anderson deal? Or Like, he's going to take the multi-year deal because it's overwhelming. But if it wasn't, he might have taken the one-year deal to return to the Yankees. And I think it's pretty clear Yankees don't really want him at this point. They don't particularly care. Um, uh, and that's the way I feel about Tyone too. It's a thank you for your service situation. Uh, never leveled up, never rose past being a good four or five. He was a good four or five. Great. Uh, won some big games for this Yankees team. I would take him on the roster next year. Uh, there are more pressing needs. And so if the Yankees are looking at a Carlos Rodon and the Yankees are looking at some left fielders and the Yankees have to 
outbid the San Francisco Giants for Aaron Judge, which it seems like they think they have to do, then it's better to not have the chance of Tyone's money being on their books. And I think overall, that was probably beneficial for all parties. And Tyone's going to get a bag. So congrats to him. And if the Yankees wanted him, they could be in the bidding right now. You, yeah. They need a start. They need, they're going to need another starter beyond this season, whether they sign somebody or not this offseason. You got Severino hitting free agency. We don't know what his future holds. Montas is hitting free agency. That's two spots. I'm not sure how long Domingo Herman is going to be here as a legitimate option. Um, then you're looking at Nestor Cortez and Garrett Cole, which is a great one too, but you still need to fill out the other spots. If the Yankees really were interested in Tyone, they would have offered him a multi-year deal before the qualifying offer. Like kind of like the Dodgers were having discussions with Tyler Anderson, but he said the talks didn't materialize as quickly as, as he had preferred. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Yankees could just be involved in Tyone right now if they wanted him. So it's probably better off that, if they're looking for somebody on a multi-year deal, it is more of a road on because if you're looking at the four for 70 for Tyone, that's 17 and a half million a year. Why not go another 8 million, 9 million a year for Rodon, Who's a number two. He's a steadfast number two. You know what you're getting out of him. I know there's some uh, injury hurdles there and the lack of longevity. He's also, I think he's a Boris client too. So that complicates things a little bit more. Is he? Um, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I've done a lot of comps with him based on injury history. I think the deal, Zach Wheeler's deal, I know Zach Wheeler took a little bit less than you probably would have expected at the time, but that's a fair comp. I think five for 130, five for 135 is fair. It is Boris, though, so he could. there, there was a, a spot track did like a value assessment, and it was like 190, 195. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking money for somebody who's never pitched. I don't think he's exceeded. I think he's maybe exceeded 170 innings once. Uh, that's crazy. I don't think last that, year. <laughs> I think he'd be happy with a 26, 27 million AAV, and I think the Yankees could absorb doing that because there's a ton of mo- ton of money coming off the books next year. So, and if that's a negotiating chip to bring Judge back, who knows? And speaking of Judge, maybe we got those, to. We got maybe, to, folks. Maybe those stakes are higher. Ken Rosenthal said that uh, the, the deal for Judge that's incoming, whether I guess it's from the Yankees or the Giants, is ex- is expected to be nine years. The Giants hadn't submitted a formal offer after those visits, at least based on what we heard. The Yankees reportedly offered eight years for $300 million, which made him the highest paid player, uh, position player on an AAV basis at $37.5 million. What's we, We've talked about this at length off air. Uh, how much more do the Yankees go another year and 30 million? Is it worth it to do that? Does judge really need that to go to a team that's way, way inferior to the Yankees at this very moment? I don't, I I don't know. I I don't know if I give him the nine year deal. I I don't, I don't know how I feel about this essentially is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Nine years is a lot. He's 31 years old. That takes him through the age 39 or into age 40. The AAV at that point will probably approach forty million. You're punting at least 120 million of this deal. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the fair assessment. The Yankees can do it. They probably should if it's going to be a deal that's gonna that they're gonna use as an excuse later down the road to not spend, which they do for almost everything else. Then I'm not interested in it. Also, if Judge wants an extra year and 35 million dollars, then I guess go take it. Seems like uh, the Yankees were never really on the table for you if you wanted a little bit of extra money 
instead of the celebrity stardom that comes with being in New York, being an international star, getting advertising, whatever deals, front facing opportunities that pay you an extra 50 to 100 million a year. I don't know. But it, it the vibes are if he's going for the biggest possible contract that I'm I, I just don't know if New York's in his best interests at heart. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Yeah, I, I, we go back and forth on this. The Yankees seem to have prioritized Judge for obvious reasons. He's like, if we believe him, he's, he's their top priority. He's their guy. And I get that because we often accuse the Yankees of not acting emotionally, right? We accuse them of being reactive, and we also accuse them of stirring up and mucking up the locker room when they shouldn't. And too often, we're losing that element of the game. We are. Um, you know, yeah. the Seattle Mariners got it real hard uh, a couple of years back uh, and it came full circle. And, and you actually, I mean, I feel bad because it's the Mariners, but I feel good because it's a lesson learned uh, when they were right in the playoff race last year and traded Rafael Montero and uh, Kendall Graveman to Houston in the division. Uh, they lose their back end of their bullpen. The players are pissed and they end up one game short of a wildcard spot, but they traded for Abraham Toro, who was that's how they sold it. Oh, this great guy. We have Abraham Toro now. They traded Abraham Toro on Friday to the Brewers for Colton Wong. He didn't, he didn't pan out. He was terrible. They didn't care about him. So 
sometimes you do need to, when you're making these ruthless moves at the margins, you need to think about what the players in the locker room are going to feel like. And if you're taking the wind out of their sails, the Yankees and judge, they do have to be mindful of the players on the team. And yeah. to a certain point, there is an element of like, if Giancarlo Stanton is upset, the Yankees trade a judge wave your no trade clause. There's the door. Like that would actually help solve a lot of things. Yeah. But, uh, they they do need to be cognizant of this kind of thing, and that's why I feel like it's how Steinbrenner at odds with Brian Cashman on this uh, and being more willing than Cashman to offer maybe an exorbitant deal, maybe match this nine-year deal, and maybe put you know two ugly years at least on the back end of this contract because it's not going to end well for whichever team signs Aaron Judge. And that's what I'm having trouble with. I can't shake the fact that there's probably a better use of this money especially you know people are only bad in the playoffs until they're good in the playoffs i'm not going to sit on this podcast and be like aaron judge is not a playoff guy because i I don't have the right to say that and he could have an incredible postseason next year it's it's not like he hasn't hit top tier pitching in the past like what he did to alec manoa this year he's the best hitter and player on the current yankees that's true also true if he comes back to the current yankees and they don't make any high profile adjustments Calling up Volpe, signing Rodon, signing a real star in left field instead of making Miguel Andujar play left field, they're not going to be good enough to beat the Houston Astros. They won 99 games last year because Judge had the year of his life and dragged them from the depths in the middle of August when it looked like they were going to fall to 89, 90, 91. Without that season, they're a low 90s win team. Uh, And without Judge, they're much worse than that. Uh, and, and that you have to acknowledge that and you have to acknowledge the human side of this too, but I, I'm, I got a wandering eye a little bit. I can't help but think that in a vacuum, like a Rodon Correa off season with Ben and in left is going to help the New York Yankees more in 2023 than just signing judge and, and running it back with Rizzo and maybe stop gapping in left field and hoping that the shortstops are ready by midseason. but emotionally branding wise, in terms of what you can do with your franchise, yeah, the Yankees probably have to go all out for Aaron Judge. It seems like both the Yankees and Giants are in the same ballpark right now. If either team were light years ahead, this might have been done already because it seems like Judge wants to move quick. Yeah, Judge seems to want to come back to New York, but the Yankees are going to have to go to whatever length the Giants go to because if they go to nine, they're going to have to go to nine. Seems like we're coming to a head this week. Joel Sherman said... He will sign by Wednesday. That's the end of the winter meetings. He better because the Yankees have to do some other things if they plan on bringing him back. And if they don't plan on bringing him back, then they need to go all out for Xander Bogarts or Trey Turner or make sure Rodon gets what he's looking for. So we need to resolve this soon. I can't help but not be torn up by it in either direction it goes. I feel like there are better ways to use this money. But at the end of the day, it seems pretty important to bring Aaron Judge back. And uh, maybe silly for us to say that they could move on uh, in a couple of days. Yeah, it's. I think at this point, it's you are understanding that bringing him back is probably the best move with the supplementary uh, transaction, whether that be a trade or one more big signing, and then you just eat the tax bill for 2023, which is like just do it. You have to at this point. Because what are the plan B's? We're already talking about a potential plan B right here. Brian Reynolds reportedly requested a trade from the Pirates. The Yankees are involved. Once this again, is huge. It, this is huge. We got to talk is, about this. They've been involved for the last maybe year 
when we've heard of loose rumblings of maybe there being some discontent there, or you just look at the Pirates in general, right? And they're not good. They have one really good guy in him. They have a couple of other pieces, but it's just it's it's not good enough. So it doesn't look like they're good. I'm I'm looking at the Pirates in general. It seems like they're not good. I'm looking uh, at their baseball reference history page, and it turns out they suck. O'Neill um, Cruz, good, talented, not a great yeah. player. Brian Hayes, solid ball player, probably not worth the extension they gave him. Uh, Brian Reynolds, great. Uh, beyond that, uh, that that's it, I think. Kevin Newman, bad. Yeah, they just it's it's a whatever team. So you look at that and the Pirates obviously err on the side of financial caution. They signed Reynolds to a two-year extension last year to eat up one of the arbitration years. He's making $6.75 million, I think, this year. Those costs after this year are going to escalate high in 2024 and 2025. So what are, what's the Pirates' prerogative here? Are they going to try and do a mini retool rebuild again with a guy who is – Look, I like Brian Reynolds a lot, but is a guy going into his age 28 campaign who uh, took a little bit of a step back last year? Is that somebody in your long-term plans? I I don't know. Apparently, they tried to work out a long-term deal. He said no. Regardless, if he's saying no to that, they need to get rid of him. They need to move on. They have no more time to waste. But what's the Yankees' endgame here, right? What is it? I don't know. If this is a plan B, in my opinion, this is a terrible plan B for Aaron Judge leaving. It's awful. Outfielders, no offense to outfielders, I know it's hard work, are largely expendable. They just are, unless they are of Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, so on and so forth type player. It's three positions. A lot of the guys can, most of the guys who play the outfield can move around, whether you're a corner guy, you're usually a little, you usually have experience playing both spots. If you're a center fielder, you're an astute athlete. You can play anywhere. In terms of, you know, we've seen the value on the outfield market over the last few years. Look, the Braves got their hands on Eddie Rosario, who played out of his mind the year they won the World Series. Jock Peterson has been a bargain deal for now. Uh, this is this is this would have been the third straight year had he not ex- accepted the QO. But you, you get what I'm saying. You can find yeah. decent production without having to either pay a ton of money. And I'm not saying that you don't pay Aaron Judge. I'm saying you absolutely pay Aaron Judge. I'm saying that if Aaron Judge leaves. You are not trading your best assets for Brian Reynolds, who you'll get three seasons out of. And then by the time he hits free agency, age 31 season, which the Yankees are currently battling with Aaron Judge right now, the undisputed best player in the sport from this past season, they're having trouble signing a 31-year-old to a contract extension. What situation is that going to look like when Brian Reynolds gets to free agency? So you're going to trade in this scenario. What do you think? Oswald Praza and Jason Dominguez probably gets the deal done. That's my package. I think you stay away from Volpe. You're going to have to yeah. surrender one of those three guys. I think maybe two. Uh, the Pirates think they're trading Reynolds from last offseason when he had over six war. Yeah. Finished last year with 2.9. Homers went up. That's the only thing that went up. He, he the average went from 302 to 262. Great ball player. But you look at the three years of control, and they're just going to say you have three more years of Brian Reynolds. Like forget exactly. the forget the war drop. Like you know what this guy is and what he could do at his peak. And even in a down year, he hit twenty seven homers last year. So there's no way they're going to lower their ask. Mm-hmm. I just hope it's not a Yankees tax thing because he makes sense for the Red Sox, yeah. makes sense for the Guardians, and yeah. and sure if 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 the Red Sox want to get in the mix, you trade Brian Bayo, trade Marcello Meyer. There's uh, no way these guys get off easy with like. You can have Brian Mata and Alex Verdugo. No, trade your best guys because I'm prepared to give up Peraza and Dominguez. So you better be too. Yeah. 
But what's the end game here for the Yankees, right? If this is a supplementary move to tell Aaron Judge, be like, look, we're gearing up. We're getting another freaking athlete in center in, in the outfield. He's going to be able to take over for Bader next uh, after after this season in center. Um, and we're going to expedite the process, right? We're going to get rid of some young talent. We're going to supplement with some all-star level MLB talent. And you're coming back into the fold. I think that's fine. I think that's great. That's an aggressive Yankees move that we've kind of been waiting for and hoping for. If this is a plan B, this is idiotic because what are you doing? You're acquiring a player with three years of control left who is good, but you're also giving up 12 years of control of one guy in Oswald Peraza who already proved himself to, I think, be able to handle, I think he could have a promising future. And then you're giving up on someone like Jason Dominguez, who, which I'm not opposed to doing, but you could have done it the last two off seasons when all the hype was there and you could have got better when this team was knocking on the door of a world series or at least trying to, especially this past season. And not to mention Dominguez is a center fielder. So he's more than likely coming up by 2024. Why are you going to trade a guy you could potentially have as one of the most athletic center fielders in the game for six years for a guy who's not even going to play center field for one year, then you're going to have him for two more years and you don't have the requisite pieces around him. Unless this plan B is way more expansive than I'm even imagining. Like you said before, is Cray involved here? Is if Aaron judge is gone, that frees up the theoretically the 50 million a year. Uh, it, it, in terms of, you know, them being able to warrant spending a little bit extra. If they're getting three guys for the price of one, you get Rodon, you get, you get rent, you trade for Reynolds and you get a shortstop and then you move Peraza's moved in this Reynolds deal. And then you take your time with Volpe. Maybe he comes up mid season, plays some second bait. I I don't know. Uh, It's just, this can't be the forefront of plan B for the Yankees because the whole plan without judge is to be cost effective. The whole plan with and without Aaron judge is to be cost effective, right? They have all this talent in the farm system. They're high on it. They want to cash in on it, and then they want to be able to build around that talent with other star-studded players, whether it's Judge coming back, whether it's uh, maybe you're signing Brandon Nimmo and then uh, and then a top pitcher and then somebody else. I don't know. But trading the cost-effective assets for like mid-tier cost-effective assets for half of the control just doesn't really make sense to me. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, you want to talk about the like marketing and relevance downgrade, like who's yeah. sitting in the Brian Reynolds section of Yankee Stadium, waving those pom poms around the Reynolds chambers, like one of those dubbed over old videos, like number ninety nine, Brian Reynolds, like uh, he's a very very good baseball player who could turn the twenty twenty three Yankees with Judge with Volpe. Yes with Rodon into a potential juggernaut. But yeah, as a judge replacement, it makes little to no sense. Now, the Reynolds quotes are are pretty encouraging. Um, First of all, there's the trade request itself, which the Pirates don't have to honor. And so it doesn't really change anything from previous years when Reynolds was also available and nobody overwhelmed the Pirates and they didn't trade him. Ken Rosenthal said yesterday the relationship is severed and it's in the best interest of both parties to find a resolution via trade. So that's interesting. Put the Pirates' feet to the fire. Brendan Cuddy tweeted, People around the Yankees that NJ Advanced Media has spoken with since the start of the MLB winter meetings believe that Brian Reynolds would, in fact, want to play for the Yankees. 
Counter to that, another possible motivator for the Yankees to pursue Reynolds is the feeling around the organization that free agent Andrew Benintendi, who grew up in Ohio, didn't exactly love the Big Apple lifestyle after the Yankees acquired him. To that we say, but if Benintendi has no interest in coming back here and Reynolds does, that'll make the Yankees more willing to pull the trigger. Uh, And they got a lot of infielders, folks. They still have Glaber Torres on the team. They have Oswaldo Cabrera, who can play shortstop. They got Peraza, Volpe, DJ LeMahieu in theory, IKF for now, not forever. Josh Donaldson at third base. Andres Chaparro, if he gets protected and doesn't get drafted in the Rule 5. Trey Sweeney. There are a million middle infielders, many of whom are already on the MLB roster, some of whom are lurking not that far below. Trading Oswald Peraza, theoretically painful. You don't want to lose a top prospect like that. You don't want to take him off your opening day roster. But trading one of four highly qualified shortstops and the one who's the closest to the bigs to lead a Brian Reynolds package, you are filling an area of need. Jason yes. Dominguez is not ready. Brian Reynolds could be the left fielder for the Yankees for the next three years, whether they extend him or not. The swing, the switch hitting swing, really plays well to the short porch. Uh, so as Judge's replacement, no, you're losing 30 homers. It's like the same argument when people were trying to make Judge versus Otani before the MVP stuff leaked, where they were like, the Yankees would be better with Otani starts. And it's like, would they really be better adding Otani to a good rotation and losing 35 homers? I don't think they'd be better. Uh, same situation here. Reynolds is a winning player, even though the Pirates lose. Uh, he's a player that everybody has interest in, but replacing Judge with Brian Reynolds, no, you get worse. Stop walking around in circles there. Yeah, that's why there there would need to be there would need to be two or three other moves lined up to be like, okay, 2023 is looking cool. One move for Reynolds and then waiting until, I guess, next offseason is is idiotic. Obviously, they will have money to spend, so I don't think that they would they would uh, they would stand by. But then again, they might not have the choice because if Judge is waiting till the end of the winter meetings, I don't know if all these other players are waiting until the end of the winter meetings. So you're going to sit there, you're going to wait for Judge, and then everybody else is going to go, and then you're just either stuck with Judge and no upgrades or – you're way, way worse if Judge leaves. So just got to, once again, got to be proactive. It's more reactive. The Verlander thing, reactive. You're waiting. You, you, the Yankees love waiting for markets to develop. They love waiting for the right price. They they, they love getting things um, on their terms. doesn't work like that. Sometimes you just got to make it happen, expedites other things, has, uh, has the more important stuff fall into place quickly, and then you're not dealing with something like this. Could be wrong. There could be a lot of things in the works for Brian Cashman and the front office. I don't know. But it kind of is never like that. So I don't know why it would be any different this time around. In terms of the other buzz at the winter meetings, let's start with Rodon because right after Verlander signed, SMY's Andy Martino came out and said uh, the Yankees had been out on Verlander for, quote, a little while now, likely because the Max Scherzer deal was the comp for him. And the Yankees were never paying that, especially if Judge was coming back. That's I wanted to pay it to Max Scherzer, but apparently yeah. we didn't get the chance to do that. Yeah. That's Judge's salary that that, that this forty three point three three million. Um, so it kind of was never going to happen. It, 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 assuming it reached that point, and it eventually did. But he said that the Yankees are intrigued with Carlos Rodon, though nothing is imminent. I think. Nothing is going to be imminent for at least the next couple of days because, once again, this is a Boris client. These guys wait until they get the most amount of money. I don't think the Yankees – the Yankees' style has not been in recent years to throw money at one person and have 
you know, Boris just say, great, yep, we're doing that, aside from Garrett Cole. And that was the first time that's happened in a while. So this is encouraging because, look, whether Judge stays or goes, right, the Yankees are going to need another top-ish paid starting pitcher because there's a vacancy in the rotation right now. I'm not accepting Domingo Herman as the fifth starter. I'm sorry. And then you have 2023, which I just talked about, or 2024, which I just talked about before. Two vacancies. You need filler. You don't want to have all of these vacancies and voids come together next year when you're probably looking at an even bigger offseason. Again, whether Judge is here or not. Because if Judge stays, the Yankees, you would think, would delay the spending for a little bit until next year, or at least a portion of it, so there's still going to be areas that they need to address. This offseason, if Judge leaves, then there's a ton more vacancies regardless. So there's a lot of work to be done. If you sign Rodon, get it over with, five-year deal, you get three prime years of him. That's my estimation. I think that's fair. Again, you're paying for regression as he enters his mid-30s. That's just a reality everybody has to face at this point. Everybody's paying for regression. Everybody Every is. contract has regression at the end of it. Yes, you'll be paying for my regression on this podcast, eventually yours, doing double duty with Baseball Insiders. It's just, it's kind of how it goes. I think I'm already regressing. I, I've got seven tabs open. I'm trying to get breaking news to make sure that we don't miss anything. I, I don't think that we will, but th- that's led to a natural regression. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I, I, from what we're hearing about Radon, uh, he wants six years. Uh, I think we'd all rather give him five. But again, uh, who said it? Somebody smart. I think it was Preller, AJ Preller, the, the Padres GM said if you or maybe it's Andrew Friedman saying if you don't do something stupid you're going to finish third on every free agent it's true it's what the Yankees have been dealing with for a while now so 
yeah, five years, 140 is more comfortable for Odon or, or the Wheeler deal, 5135. But it's probably going to take six, 170 or 175 or 180. I think he starts at 6180. I think you try to talk him down to 6170. I don't know who's in his market. He's Boris, so probably not the Dodgers. They never signed Boris, guys. The Giants are in, but probably not unless they sign Judge. It, it comes back to Judge. It's it's hilarious, but it looks like either the Yankees or Giants will get Rodon and Judge, which is yeah. so funny, um, but appears to be the case. And, and that means Aaron Judge will be – the craziest part of all is we have no idea where Aaron Judge is going. It feels like a coin flip. They're going to need to decide in the next 48 hours. But it feels like he's going to start the season in the Bronx no matter what because the Giants play opening day – in New York. So the mystery teams, Mark Feinstein says like they're at the margins. People are trying to put them into the mix just to have a conversation, but the Dodgers certainly don't want to give him nine years. Spoiler alert. If the Dodgers give judge nine years, that will be the only thing that actually shocks me. Yeah. Yankees getting outbid by the giants. I would go. I, I know how we got there judge signing with the Yankees or giants. I would go totally get it. The Dodgers coming out of the woodwork to get him for nine or 10 years. I would be like, goes against everything they've ever done. I wouldn't understand that at all. I assume the Dodgers are in to the point where four years, 200 million, five years, 230, take it or leave it. And Judge is probably saying security is most important to me. And it should be. Judge Rodon's a pretty intriguing package. I would love that. I think everybody would love that. But I don't know how... I would love to be in the room when Boris is negotiating because I don't know how he spins this acquisition into $175 million expenditure. One season for Rodon with more than 28 starts. He's never pitched over 178 innings before. His career ERA is a 3.60, which is fine. It's right in line with his FIP, a 1.24 career whip. It's a good pitcher the last year. He's an all-star pitcher the last few years, but 24 starts in 2021 because it was shortened due to injury. And then he had his first fully healthy season last year. I don't know how there's a world in which teams are going to justify paying that price. Jacob deGrom was the exception. If he gets Jacob deGrom money, that's kind of crazy to me in terms of the 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 overall value of the contract. Jacob that's DeGrom, a DeGrom contract, by the way, is one of the most insane things I've crazy. ever seen. It's going to get to six years and $222 million with all the options. The Texas Rangers signed Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager last year and improved a 62-100 and 100 team to 64-98. and 98. So go ahead and take another victory lap. You paid 40 extra million dollars for uh, a man who could not get on the mound for the New York Mets the past two years last year the Mets won 101 games he won six of them so yeah. again best pitcher in baseball because Twitter keeps telling me that but he's ever playing baseball uh how if you would think Jacob deGrom was a first ballot hall of famer at this point because he when he's on yeah. he's electric but if all you did was read sports writers on Twitter you would assume Jacob deGrom was the first no of his generation into the hall yeah. of fame uh, I think it's important to note he's 82 and 57 right now He's 35 years old around the time opening day comes around. Uh, There's a good body of work, but it's about half of what Don Mattingly did, and he couldn't get in this weekend. So DeGrom's got to show out each and every single one of those years in Texas to make the Hall of Fame. Because right now, uh, the jaw... Adam? 
100 for a likely Hall of Famer. It's about halfway there. So best of luck. Yeah, and I mean, regardless of that, right, there's a lot of warning signs with Jacob deGrom, but he already established the body of work. Two Cy Youngs, Rookie of the Year, uh, ERA title, two strikeout titles. That It's all there. Carlos Rodon has has an FIP title. Is that even a thing or is that a thing for, is that the, is that a thing for the guys at baseball prospectus? They're probably fucking having a great time with that. Throwing that at their yeah. little mixers, but at the um, winter meetings, eating rocket pops out of the ice cream. <laughs> Jacob deGrom has the body of work where you could sell a team on saying, Hey, here's the price, man. Take it or leave it. Carlos Rodon. I don't know how you walk up to a number of big market teams and throw a price on the table and have them be like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, obviously this guy's going to cost us money, but we're not going as high as you want us to. Look at this. Look, look at the overall body of work. The the actual injury history. Everyone calls Jacob Degrom injury prone. Up until 2020, he only had one injury shortened season. Then, the, or up until 2021, he had only one injury shortened season. 2016, I think it was. He made 24 starts. It was the last two years where he's only really been impeded, and that's where probably the decision making came in for the Mets. They're like, we can't take that big of a risk. And then we can go after somebody who just showed he was durable. Although Verlander has been durable his entire career. The one Tommy John from 2020 set him back, but unanimous Cy Young winner workhorse the year after Tommy John, which is unheard of. They made it happen. So I don't know. The Yankees are not going to justify going that high on Rodon. So we're hoping that I guess other teams are a little bit more hesitant to pay that amount of money. But regardless of that, there's some other updates. One is funny. Do you want the break? You want the breaking? What's the breaking? Trey Turner to the Philadelphia Phillies. Holy shit. 11 years. Holy shit. 11 years of Trey Turner. Uh, And I think Xander Bogarts is going to want to be paid a little bit more than the Red Sox are currently offering him. If that's what Turner got. Crank up the price on Xander Crank up the price on Aaron Judge. Judge is getting nine now. Judge is getting nine years now. I think Judge is getting 10 years now. And I don't want him to, but 11 years for Trey Turner. Uh, I mean, I don't even, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think, I thought Turner was the clear class of this shortstop class. I I think he was the best by a small margin, but Turner versus Correa, it's close. Turner is much better than Dansby Swanson. He's about 10% better than Bogarts. I think he and Correa are somewhat neck and neck in 11 years for Trey Turner. Trey Turner until he's 40. Yeah. I mean, that's a deal. The Phillies know the Phillies just went to the world series. They want to, they want to take things a bit further. That's crazy. I mean, good for them. They did it. Good for them. I think the the flip side of this argument is if you're upset about the 11 years, if you're looking at Trey Turner, I think he will age fairly gracefully. Probably. Worst worst case scenario at the end of his career, he's a single slap hitter, um, still able to play shortstop for the long haul. I think a lot of the concern with these other shortstops, um, specifically Bogarts and Correa, is that they will not be playing shortstop within the next three years. So teams cannot justify – spending that amount of money on their uh, starting shortstop for the foreseeable future and not have them be a shortstop come 2026. Turner, for as 
is he's a good defender. I think that Correa is way better. I think Dansby Swanson's way better. Yeah. I think even Xander Bogarts over the last two years kind of proved that he was a little bit better. They're um, similar. Yeah. Yeah. But the range Turner has the way that that's kind of going to progress throughout an 11 year contract. Um, what I've done that, I don't know, but I'm not going to sit here and laugh like the rest of Twitter does as if they are responsible for these signings and the financial commitment. Um, everyone's a loser, but Aside from that, Red Sox still have not made a competitive offer to Xander Bogarts, which is hilarious at this point. I don't know what their end game is. I don't know what they're trying to do. At this I mean, point. that's got to be – that's got to be – it's probably not going to be more than six years. Maybe it's seven years, but yeah, two, 260 mil. Like, I think this 11-year deal just fucked everything up, if I'm being yeah, honest. 100%. It's, it's a, it's, the AAV is not crazy here. That's the thing. No, yeah, that's – yeah. It's 27.27 mil a year, it's, mm-hmm. and, and I think – Xander Bogarts has a legit case to be paid 25 a year, right? Yeah. He was making 20 before this, and he's only gotten a, he, he only should be getting a raise. Yeah. Five million seems fair. 25 million for seven years is 175. Like the Red Sox can pay that, but like, how are they, if that's what a competitive offer for him is going to be, how have they not already paid that? Exactly. How are you operating in that fashion? That's not going to kill you. That's not going to kill you at all. Maybe it's eight years at that AAV, but he's going to want to get to 200 million probably. Xander Bogarts is also just over 30. Uh, the Padres have been pretty heavily in the shortstop market. They love Turner. Uh, they didn't love him this much. Maybe they love Bogarts for less money. Kind of feels like they might love Bogarts. Uh, Cubs love Bogarts. Yeah. Everybody loves Bogarts more than the Red Sox. The Cardinals love the shortstops. <laughs> I, I don't understand what the Red Sox are doing at all. Uh, Mark DeRosa, I was watching MLB Network Live last night. He was great. He he. It's nice to see people on MLB Network who aren't just praising the Red Sox for being the Rays all of a sudden, but he was very curt. And he's like, you pay Bogarts. You pay Devers. Enough. And then... Uh, uh, then you the, do your other dinky moves after that. Greg Amsinger was like, but they do have some top prospects in reserve. And he was like, enough with the prospects. And they made fun of him for saying enough with the prospects, but enough with the prospects. Prospects are talked about on shows like this for wage suppression purposes. They just are. Like, let's say Marcello Meyer ends up being a superstar. Great. You have him and Xander Bogarts. You can have one play second. You can trade Marcello Meyer for the next Chris Sale. There are so many things you can do with prospects. When they start getting brought up, in free agency conversations, it's just an excuse not to spend. The Yankees could have found room for Anthony Volpe if they'd signed Carlos Correa last year. 100%. Yeah, of course. Look at how many infielders they currently have. Yeah. They did the same thing, but with worse infielders. Worse players, yeah. Um, Speaking of Correa, there's also been a report that the Giants, well, Nightingale reported the Dodgers are the front runners for Correa, which I don't believe. Then there was another report that said the Giants were – going hard at Correa. So I don't know what this means. This will will uh, bring Judge back into the fold here. Does this mean they have a really good plan B in Correa? Or are they telling Judge, we're going to sign you in Correa, but we have to figure out Correa first because there's a bigger market for him and there's more competition there, whereas it's just us versus the Yankees. Maybe they assured him we'll beat the Yankees offer. Let's get Correa on the books right now. Then we'll go from there. I think it could be it could be either scenario, in my opinion. I mean, are the Giants are going to have to act like the biggest of big market teams to lure these players in. 
Um, it's no secret that the end of the judge contract is going to be bad. It's going to be bad whether he's in New York or San Francisco. It's probably going to be worse in San Francisco because the power is going to decrease playing in that home ballpark. Yep. Judge's, judge's power is out of control. And even if you have that as your home ballpark, you still play 81 games on the road. So no one's saying like judge is going to go from a 60 homer guy to a 20 homer guy in San Fran, but it'll be easier for him to regress in San Fran than it is in New York year seven, eight, nine, obviously 10, which I don't even know if he plays. Those aren't going to be the best years of Aaron judge's career, but you're paying for years one through six judge might've already peaked, but that's not even an insult. Like, Oh yeah, you already peaked by breaking the AL home run record this past year. You might have gotten the best year of Judge's career last year. And I'm sure yeah. that the Yankees are thinking that way. And I don't know if the Giants are because they just want to make a splash. If the Giants sign Judge, they have to go deeper. If the Yankees sign Judge, they should go deeper. Yeah. Uh, I never thought that the next move for the Yankees was one of these shortstops. People have been in our mentions for a while being like, Plan B, Trey Turner, you know, Plan B, Bogarts. Bogarts is my favorite plan B because he doesn't have to play short mm-hmm. and he's still clearly good. And Red Sox fans have gotten half of them are eternally devoted to him. And the other half have decided he's not clutch, which like is the most unprovable. Like, all right, if you guys want to feel that way, feel that way. Um, but it would be really fun to steal him. He gets slotted in at third as soon as Josh Donaldson gets out of town, which at the latest is going to be next year. Uh, Bogarts is my favorite. Uh, infield expenditure. Turner doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> now I don't have to think about it. Dansby Swanson, no thanks. Correa would have been more fun last year. I've already talked myself out of it. But if the Giants want Judge, they're going to have to do Judge Correa or Judge Rodon or Judge Correa Reynolds. Uh, these the, the futures for both rosters shouldn't just stop at Judge, but I think the, the chances are more likely that the Giants go the extra mile. I think the Yankees probably wait till next year. Yeah, the Giants have the capacity to go the extra mile right now. They have the payroll space. They're they they have space they they have space against the cap, way more space against the cap than the Yankees do this year. And those numbers decrease to and this is without Judge. I think they're at 130 million this year at this very moment. Next year it goes down to 77 million. The year after that it's like 65 million. So they got money coming off the books, especially on players who are not really getting the job done for them anymore. So it's it, it's a good situation for them. The Yankees, meanwhile, they they're they're in a tough spot because they have to sign Judge to a record deal. Then they either have to assure him moves are coming now, or they have to bank on the fact that he's willing to trust them if they're going to say moves are coming next year. As we wait out this purgatory with the young players that we think we're confident in, or whatever, um, because I don't. Based on how free agency is trending, you're like, how much is Carlos Correa going to make now? It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of money. The way that these free agency case, uh, cases are panning out, the pricing is not where the Yankees are going to want to be. It's it's just really not. So I don't know if that's – I don't know. But, the, but then again, the price is going up for the Giants, so they're going to be hamstrung in terms of what they can do money spending-wise – and the only good news there is that they have a lot more moves that they need to make than the Yankees. I don't think Carlos Correa and Aaron Judge make the Giants even that doesn't push that doesn't push the Giants past the Padres in my opinion. I don't know if the that's The Padres crazy. would have to extend Soto in that case. That's the problem with the Padres. Well, I'm talking about for the next 2 years. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think the Padres are wildly underrated at this point. Yeah. Like, I think 
I think too few people remember how they broke the internet like several times over the past few years <laughs> because they got robbed of the 2020 season. That was not a real season. 2021 uh, did not. It, 2021 was a shockingly poor year for them. Um, I think just like sometimes things happen. Sometimes yeah. great rosters have extremely bad years. The fact that they were 79, 83 that year with that talent is a uh, kind of absurd, but obviously Tatis missed some, missed some games uh, and the, their Padres lineup that year was nothing like it was last year. They made some ill-fitted acquisitions. Adam Frazier wasn't very good. Uh, way too much Tommy Pham for those Padres. Way too much Trent Grisham, Eric Hosmer, uh, Victor Caratini. The Padres figured it out last year, and they got Josh Bell, and they got Juan Soto. Um, Cronenworth continued to level up. Tatis didn't even play. Mm-hmm. So add Tatis next year, full year of Soto, Machado. They will get some talent this winter meetings or slightly thereafter. They're going to be, uh, they should be much better than the Giants, even if they do. Judge Correa wrote on. And now, apparently, mystery teams have entered the race for Judge. Yeah. Per Mark Klein's hand. So just, just to hang out. That's always I, fun. I still don't, I think this is the worst time for mystery teams. Yeah. Mystery but. teams, sorry. Um, the markets have already, the markets already developed. So that's that one thing I want to say before we're gone here is um, I'm seeing a lot of other shit, seeing a lot of shit on Twitter. I don't like stop doing this. Fans are celebrating that Verlander's off the Astros. The last three years, what did the Yankees do? They sat back and they said, the AL around us is getting weaker. So we can just hang out and we're, we're quote based on our trajectory or whatever we think our trajectory, whatever their fake trajectory is that Brian Cashman's thinking and said, Oh, we're going to be better than that. Not true. Watching other teams get worse while you stand there and hope they continue to get worse is not the answer to this. Yes. The Astros lost Verlander. They also didn't have him in 2021. They got to the world series. Then they didn't have him in 2020. They got, they got to the ALCS went down three Oh, took the race to seven games. So, doesn't it, it holds no weight. The uh, they lost Correa, replaced him with Pena. They lost Brantley for this entire year. Didn't really matter. Um, they uh, they put Chas McCormick in center field, who was a nobody. Started immediately, or was a killer in the playoffs this year. They had barely any transition transitionary issues once George Springer left. So stop doing this. Just worry about what the Yankees are going to do because that's all that matters. Verlander was the worst starter in the World Series for the Astros last year. Yeah. He was the only he was the only winnable game for the Phillies. Uh, so don't forget that either. I don't know. Do we want to do want to touch on Aaron Judge blocking the hell out of Yankees Twitter this morning? Who are these people? That's yeah. I wanted. I wanted. Is it the is it the resurgence bandwagon? That's got to be one of them. It's. Uh, uh, I mean, Bobby Malone axed Yankee fan Earl. Eh, uh, whoever uh, who discovered this. They kept. Uh, they were all bragging about it. Michigan Yankees, and they're all screenshotting being blocked by Aaron Judge. I don't think this has anything to do with Judge's free agency decision. I, I don't think I'm breaking news there. Uh, if look again, I said the only outcome that would shock me was the Dodgers offering nine years. I would also be shocked if Judge took to the mic in San Diego and was like, "Yankees fan Earl, you lit a fire in me," and so I had to. I had to go to the West Coast. And brother, I'll see you on opening day fucking loser like that's (laughs) not going to happen Uh, i I mean i don't think judge wants to see these accounts have been telling judge to leave by the way these are accounts that are like yes yes san francisco's higher offer is in yes let's go like what are they doing that i wouldn't want to read that and uh whether he's coming back or not i wouldn't want to read that i wouldn't want to read that ever again as long as i live and i don't know who runs judge's twitter 
Uh, it's a very corporate Twitter. It took New York out of his Instagram bio this week. Uh, yeah. The people who run Judges Social know what they're doing. They replaced New York with a quote that's been in his bio all along about seeking the next challenge or whatever. Uh, all you can take from that is a judge doesn't judge doesn't want to read a bunch of people hoping for his departure and downfall, no matter what team he chooses. And I would block you if you said the same thing to me. Yeah, nobody does. Fucked up this algorithm, so he's probably getting the most toxic Yankees bullshit like we are yeah. now. Yeah, sucks. Bad well, stuff. yeah, that's all we got for now. Trey Turner really messed me up. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. Eleven years. It's gonna beef up the uh, rest of the free agency process. You can find us again on Thursday to wrap up the winter meetings. We're gonna be here uh, putting a bow on it. Maybe we'll go live in the coming days too if we need to for big old breaking news. Because like we said, there's probably uh, a recent Yankee who had 62 home runs uh, not too long ago who's uh, going to make a decision this week one way or another. So we want to be all over that. You can come to us whenever that decision is ultimately made. We'll analyze it. But right now, we're uh, just as 50-50 as Judge and the Giants are. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can feel the Yankees maybe getting a little too emotional with this, but maybe that's better than being reactive. I don't know, folks. Either way, you're going to have to stomach it. You are going to buy more chicken buckets next year. Get ready for the Reynolds Chambers. Uh, That's it for this edition of the podcast. You can find the audio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, especially. Love that Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. All feeds. Find us live on YouTube Mondays and Thursdays, 2 o'clock Eastern, all off-season long. Winter meetings are the best time of year. It's why we're wearing winter hats because it's cold as hell, but the stove is hot. Until next time, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner, Thomas Carinante. Where can the folks find you so that you can block them and send them to Aaron Judge? Yeah, baby. At Tommy's underscore takes. You can find our bylines at yanksgoyard.com. That's where all the content is. We're having a good time. Please go over there. We got latest updates on everything. All scenarios being considered, all rumors being uh, elaborated upon. We're having a great time. Talk to us. We've, in been, the- we've been elaborating upon rumors for so long. It's, it's, it's all we do. A great time. Yeah. It's our job. Just taking whatever it is loose. Is it a loose rumor? Is it an actual rumor? We're, we're covering it. Don't you worry. What we're Head supposed to not be elaborating on these. Come on. Head on over to the Yanks go yard, Twitter account at Yanks go yard FS. We're both there. Uh, people screenshotting my face on that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Texas Rangers fans got to take a step back. We, we tweeted an article about how the Yankees were making fun of the Dodgers for the Gallo trade. Rangers account stepped in and started being like, you, you botched the Gallo trade with us too. And it's like, again, the, the 62 and 100 team wants to talk some smack. Uh, the Yankees traded for Joey Gallo. He was the worst player we've ever seen. He put up the same war in two months in New York in 2021 that the two top offensive prospects the Rangers got for Gallo put up combined in 2022. And again, the Yankees with Gallo, who was the worst player we've ever seen, 99 wins the rangers without gallo and with the pieces from the gallo trade 64 wins best of luck with jacob DeGrom. yeah best of luck guys um talk to us on the yanks or our twitter account at yanks fs um tell us all your thoughts um and we'll see you again on thursday wrapping up the winter meetings lots of stuff to come stay tuned head on over to yanks we got it all for you we will see you thursday if not sooner stay tuned to the feed and subscribe Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.